Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we have a crazy story of sabotaging a boss's bonus. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, told my sister-in-law she may have scabies. A few years ago, I was staying in my brother's house for a couple of weeks. The second day there, I went out to visit other family members. When I got back, my sister-in-law was wearing my shirt. I was shocked. Who goes into someone else's bag and takes their clothes and wears it right in front of them? I had to check to make sure it was mine, so I go look, and sure enough, mine is not there. So I had two bags. I took the bag the shirt was in, came out of the room, and asked her if I could use her washer. I told her I got an email saying the hotel I was at before I got there had a scabies outbreak, and they suggested that I wash everything in hot water, then giggled all night when it was obvious she was itchy thinking about it. Honestly, love the quick thinking here. I mean, it would be so easy just to go out there and blow up at them, but for OP to have the wherewithal to be like, no, let's figure out a very reasonable sounding situation that's going to make them hate themselves for going and doing that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, stopped my neighbor's bins being emptied for over a month. I live in an apartment block and have a very noisy neighbor living above me. Me and other residents have politely asked him to keep it down a number of times. But he continues to blast music into the early hours. Our bins are emptied once a week and we have to bring them around the front of the building to be collected. But for the past few weeks, I've been taking his bin back in before it can be collected. It's now massively overflowing and he left a note in the communal area asking whoever's doing this to stop. So I anonymously left another note underneath telling him I will stop if he keeps the noise down. Sure enough, he's been very quiet lately. I can't tell you how many stories pop up about apartments and people living close enough to have very noisy neighbors just ruining things all the time for them. It just makes me grateful that I don't have any neighbors that love to blast music 24-7 or god forbid late into the night. This next story is... Cut me off the road, be a jerk, and lie about it? Thank God for dash cams. Want to preface this by saying that I'm usually a chill driver. What upsets me completely, though, is when other drivers are freaking jerk idiots and then get ticked at me. At that point, all bets are off. Case in point, I'm at a four-way stop sign. I arrive first, and I clearly have right away. As I start to make a left turn, a car on my right side rolls through the stop sign and makes a left turn, cutting me off. I honk at him, annoyed and he gets aggressive and starts honking at me and flips me off. Neither of us realized that a police officer was nearby and witnessed the incident. He motions for both of us to pull into a nearby parking lot. We were in a school zone and the traffic laws are really strict. The other driver benches that he had the right of way because he was on the main road and I was coming down a side road. The police tell him it's a four-way stop, so the guy changes his story and says he actually did stop. But the police didn't see him because he was in a blind spot. Granted, there are a lot of trees and bushes at the intersection, so it was technically possible. But that's not what happened. 
The officer was going to let both of us off with a warning, but I refused to take partial blame for something that wasn't my fault. I pulled a Karen and got my dash cam, which of course showed that he rolled through the stop sign and cut me off. Idiot got a ticket. This time I flipped him off as I drove away. I'm gonna be honest, I don't currently have a dash cam in my vehicle, but every so often there's a story that pops up like this and I'm like, I need to get a dash cam. My problem is when I go to look, you'll see like the basic ones that are like 50 to $100, and then you see these $300 multi-camera front and back systems, and then I just loop back around to waiting for when I can actually afford something like that. Our next story is, I pretended to have athlete's foot to mess with my sisters. I have two sisters, and anyone with sisters knows how bad the clothes stealing can get. I regularly had to go through their rooms to get my clothes and shoes back, and if I tried to bring it up, I'd get in trouble for going through their rooms, while the fact that they had obviously had to have gone through my room to steal my stuff was completely ignored. I would have liked to return the favor by stealing their stuff, but they're both very tiny and I've always been the fat sibling, and even my feet were much bigger than theirs. So while they could stuff some tissues into the toes of my shoes and wear them, I couldn't fit my toe into either of their shoes. Lately I've been getting this rash on the back of my neck. So I went to the doctor and he said it was eczema and prescribed a cream for it. Well, I got the cream and it said on the tube in big letters, athlete's foot cream. I checked with the doctor and he said that was the generic for the eczema cream. Well, I happened to remember there being a little problem with athlete's foot when my older siblings started middle school. And I remember what an absolute nightmare it was to deal with, so no one ever wanted a repeat incident. So I put my shoes away in my room and waited. Sure enough, my sister stole a pair of my shoes to wear. When I saw her wearing them, I didn't get mad. I just told her to put them back where she found them when she was done. She agreed, and I grabbed my cream and set it right on top of the shelf I keep my shoes on. She freaked out, and they left my shoes the freak alone. And I still have eczema, so I always keep the cream exactly in the same place. They'll steal my clothes all the time, but at least my shoes are safe. I've had spots of eczema before, and I went to a dermatologist, and for some reason, it's kind of embarrassing when they're like, oh yeah, we'll prescribe you something, and you go to pick it up, and you just get handed a tube of athlete's foot cream. Or in one situation, they literally just said, yeah, just pick up some athlete's foot cream and just put it on there. I mean, when it comes down to it, what's worse? Having to go to the counter buying some protection or period products, or having to take a tube of athlete's cream up to the counter and put that right in front of the cashier? This next story is P for P. My former upstairs neighbors were constantly flooding my apartment by flushing feminine products and other unwholesome things. The water that would come up through my toilet was full of feces and urine and god knows what else. This went on for a couple of months. The neighbors were apprised of the situation by the apartment management and maintenance people, but the flooding continued. I approached them myself and explained what was happening in a friendly apologetic manner and they flipped their lids. I went to my landlord, and he promised me a new apartment in a different complex as soon as one opened up. My neighbors turned this issue into a personal vendetta against me. The flooding escalated, and they began to stomp on the floor and turn up their stereo, nasty looks, etc. My pettiness was activated. I noticed they left their living room window open when they left for work each day. So, I went to Walmart and bought myself a super soaker, and then stopped by my parents' house because my dad had a big bottle of mountain lion urine he used for an unrelated project, don't ask. I loaded up the super soaker with super cat pee and stood under their window and unloaded it into their living room. 
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They were gone in two days, and a couple of weeks later, they got me my new apartment. I regret nothing. If anybody has ever had a cat or honestly doesn't have a cat but has gone to somebody's house who does have a cat, I think most of us understand the odor of cat pee, unfortunately. And I can only imagine what super cat pee, as OP puts it, would reek like. This next story is, my friend got an unsolicited hot dog pic, so I sent one back. I was at my university library studying with my friend when she received a Snapchat photo of what appeared to be a frankly subpar dingus. She'd been texting the guy, but they'd never exchanged these types of photos. We were both pretty ticked. Then I got an idea. I told her my plan. She agreed, so I borrowed her phone. I took it into the bathroom and did my best to make myself look, well, presentable. Then I sent him a disappearing photo of mine. Now, my crap isn't all that special. In fact, it's more or less average, but it did happen to be more, well, presentable than what Mr. Photo was proud to share. He sent her one last message. Wow, you upgraded. And then she never heard from him again. I don't know what kind of friendship this is, but to be honest, I'm weirdly not jealous. I mean, I get talking about the picture or whatnot, but I don't think I'd ever have a friendship where I'm like, hey, give me your phone, I'll send up a picture of mine in return. Our next story is, inconsiderate roommate wouldn't stop eating my food. I had a roommate years ago that always ate the food I purchased, and sometimes the leftover food I made. He always had an excuse, like he was too tired to go to the store, but he would replace my food tomorrow. He never replaced my food. So I decided to be petty. I had a half gallon of milk that I'd left outside for about two weeks. I let it get nice and spoiled and then put it in the fridge. The morning after, my roommate decided to help himself to a bowl of my cereal and lost it when he poured chunky milk into the bowl. It smelled awful and had the most disgusting texture to it. The entire kitchen and living room smelled rancid. Of course, I was the one to blame because I kept the milk past the expiration date. This one was my favorite. I simply took non-hard-boiled eggs and put them in a container labeled hard-boiled eggs. I woke up the next morning to him yelling and cussing as he stormed into my room and asked why I did that. I asked why it mattered, how I labeled my food. He was sitting in the living room and tried to crack a couple eggs at a time on the coffee table. The raw egg got all over his hands, the table, and on the rug under it. This didn't stop him from taking my food, but it happened less frequently. I spoke with him several times about this, and he agreed that he would stop, but he never did. He just told me what I wanted to hear, and ignored it after that. 
I love the fact that OP calls them out on it without directly calling them out on it, and somehow OP still lets them kind of go away with it. OP literally saying, what does it matter how I label my food? And him managing to still just get away with it and downplay it. This next story is, you can call me a bench, but please capitalize the B. I have a big truck, and I know that's annoying to many, so I do what I can to have situational awareness and not act entitled. It really bugs me when other big trucks act like they own not only their space, but the space around their truck. This morning, I needed to put gas in the truck. I always go to a specific gas station because they have an app that gives a 30 cent per gallon discount. Of course, lots of other people do the same. Right now, part of the station is under construction, and there are only two islands or four pumps. So it's hard to get to any pump that's not right in front of your vehicle. I see another big truck towing a fishing boat and decide to wait behind them. After I'm parked behind them and blocked in, the guy's wife gets out of the passenger side with her little dog, goes across the street to walk it, and the guy finishes gassing up and then goes inside the store. My jaw drops. I can't circle around to the opposite pumps due to the construction. One minute leads to five, and I'm fuming. These are the worst kinds of people, completely unconcerned with how their actions affect anyone around them. The lady is still across the street with her dang dog and the guy must be inside taking a massive crap. Then the moment for petty revenge reveals itself and I'm able to pull through the island beside them and then back my truck up to the pump in front of theirs, blocking them in and making it impossible for them to pull through and pretty dang difficult to back out. As I get out to gas up my truck, the lady comes back with her dog and while putting the dog in the truck, makes eye contact with me. I face her and stare. A couple minutes later, the golden moment hits. The guy comes out of the store and gets in the truck just as I'm finishing up. I didn't actually need anything inside the store, but I grab my purse, close the driver's side door, and smile at the guy and his wife. After 10 minutes of their crass entitlement, the guy has the gall to roll down his window and yell, Now I can't get out! I smile and wave as I walk around the store. Then the lady rolls her window down and screams, Really? Why would you not move? Still smiling, I wave again, and at the top of her lungs she screams, You mother-freaking bench! I walk inside, grab myself my favorite soda, and leave ASAP, giggling under my breath as I drive off. To the wrong people, I'm not just a bench, but I'm a bench with a capital B. Doesn't feel so good getting a taste of their own medicine, huh? It's hilarious how they probably feel like the entire world's against them, after they had just went and did the same thing to OP. I mean, are they that oblivious to the world around them? If so, they probably shouldn't be driving a big vehicle and towing a boat. Our next story is, my mom was bullied by another mom on Facebook for formula feeding my siblings and I. She has a good relationship with me and my siblings now. I want to be perfectly clear before I start about something. My mom could not physically breastfeed me. She had a medical condition that kept her from lactating, therefore she had to formula feed me. I know that's a hot topic among moms, and I don't want her to get any hate for how she raised us as infants, especially since the feeding situation was something that she couldn't control. My mom had my older sister back in the early 2000s, when Facebook first started to become popular. My mom just had my sister, so she thought it might be a good idea to join a mom's group there. I wouldn't give her hate for that either. She learned very quickly about how moms actually act online. She hasn't been on Facebook much since. However, in the short time that she was there, she was insulted in the group because of the fact that she was formula feeding my sister and not breastfeeding. 
She told them that she couldn't lactate. They didn't care. The meanest mom in the group was a local mom, which is important for later. This mom, Susan, was incredibly cruel to my mother. Susan told my mom that my older sibling would get sick and die because she wasn't sharing her antibodies through breast milk. She also told my mom that her baby would grow up to resent her because they don't have that bonding time. A few years went by, and my sister started preschool. It just so happens that my sister was in the same class as Susan's kid, Dylan. My sister has always been the healthiest person I know, and the worst she ever had in her life was a bad stomach flu. Not only that, but she's always been very affectionate and attached to my mom. My brother and I are the exact same way too. A few months after my sister started school, my mom realized that Dylan is Susan's kid after my sister came home in tears. Dylan was bullying her. My mom went to the school, but they refused to do anything about it because bullying builds character, and bullying is normal at this age. My mom ended up asking my sister some questions and found out that Susan came to pick Dylan up before her, one of the things he bullied over. So, my petty mother came a little earlier every day until she managed to come at the same time as Susan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then, get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On that day, my sister was so happy to see my mom. She went running to my mom, as she usually does, and my mom told me that Susan was shooting her nasty looks. While my sister was running to my mom and hugging her, Dylan was refusing to leave because he still wanted to play with the toys. Susan had a sour look on her face, and my mom kept coming before or at the same time as Susan to pick up my sister. Eventually, Susan started picking Dylan up way later in order to avoid my mom. Sometimes the best petty revenge is simply to be more successful. Definitely a lot of projection going on here, whether or not they knew it was going to lead to that outcome. Also, can we point out how dumb the bullying is at this age? Literally being bullied because your parent comes and picks you up earlier at pickup time? Like, what does that even mean? This next story is, neighbor kept hogging the shared garden, so I kept his Wi-Fi hostage until he moved out. A few years ago, my girlfriend and I used to live in a small building with only a handful of apartments and a tiny garden we shared with the rest of the residents. My neighbor was this guy everyone hated, constantly blaring music, leaving trash in front of his door, loud drunken grill parties all weekend, every weekend, and ignoring all requests to keep it down, citing his rights to be loud. You know the one. Our window had a direct view to the garden where he hosted said grill parties, despite numerous requests to let other people use the space too, and one day I noticed he had a similar sound system to ours. It required no authentication for a Bluetooth connection, so I wrote a program that would connect to his speakers the moment he turned them on and played the same 15 seconds of gay adult entertainment sounds on repeat. He kept taking the speakers to the service, which obviously didn't help, so he bought a newer set. His new sound system could connect to Wi-Fi. Since he made the mistake of loudly announcing his Wi-Fi password to his guests regularly, I connected to it, realized he never changed the default router password, 
and wrote another program that connected automatically and kept rotating his admin password. I even set up my old laptop to run this program continuously. It also kept streaming gay adult entertainment to his TV at random intervals, printed a luscious hot dog pic whenever his printer came online, and either abruptly changed the volume of his speakers every 47 minutes or kept subtly increasing or decreasing it through several hours. I saw people from our ISP at his apartment several times trying to fix his network to no avail. The moment they reset his Wi-Fi, my program was already there, changing the admin password. After about three months of this, they gave him a new router with a new password, which he never changed and promptly announced to his friends the following weekend. Instead of his usual blaring music, we listened to him yell and smash kitchenware the last few weeks before he finally moved out. It was like music to our ears nonetheless. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't like look into more secure ways of managing their devices or just more secure devices in general. Or honestly, like, involve the cops because clearly there's some hijacking going on and clearly it can't be like some remote hacker, right? I mean, I feel like when you're literally getting hot dog pics printed out every time your printer turns on, it crosses a line of harassment that could get the cops involved. Our next story is, someone was playing mailbox baseball, so we filled it with concrete. This happened when I was a kid in my childhood home. Our mailbox at the end of our rural driveway had been destroyed multiple times. So my father and I decided to get even. We went out and bought a much larger mailbox, bent some metal sheeting, and added a small rebar frame, and placed it all inside the larger mailbox. Basically a small mailbox with the larger one, with a gap around it that we filled with concrete and rebar pieces. We also replaced the post with a steel and concrete post in a three-foot hole, and bolted it all together. Then we waited. It took a couple days, but then we saw a little scratch in the mailbox, and we knew justice had been served. We didn't have the tech at the time to put a camera up, but I would have loved to have seen it happen in real time. I'm just imagining that person with the bat giving this thing a whack and their hands ringing for days afterwards. Our next story is, I hate my entitled neighbor. My neighbor is a lazy POS, has six cars and a 70-foot driveway, and only parks his daily driver on the driveway, which he washes and polishes every weekend, The rest are in front of other people's houses. My lawn parallels his driveway, and of course I have sprinklers along the edge of my lawn. Recently, I wondered why my lawn was not doing well, and noticed that he'd run over three of my sprinkler heads. I fixed them, grumbled about it, but moved on. A week later, it was two heads were broken. This past weekend, I found two broken again, and the pipe busted as well. I could see his tire tracks coming off his driveway and over my lawn. So, I put in new sprinklers again. But instead of 180 degree sprinklers, I put in 360s. He may still run them over, but at least at 11pm every night, his passenger side will get blasted for 7 minutes. Note, we have extremely hard water, so the level of spots on his car will take lots of time to sort out. You might feel petty, but like, at what point do you actually like straight up call like a non-emergency line? Either way, if it was possible, I would definitely be setting up a camera to try to catch them clearly running over those sprinklers. Our next story is, Dad didn't approve of my career choice, so I got promoted and took his money. I've worked for the same restaurant chain since I was legally allowed to work at 16. At first, it was just a part-time job to make some money while in high school. At 18, I ended up transferring to a location a few hours away, where I was going to college and got promoted to supervisor. 
After a semester, I ended up dropping out of school due to the effects it was having on my mental health. I've never been very motivated by money, just want to pay my bills and have a simple life with good friends and family nearby. So I decided to stick with this company and continue to work my way up until I could manage my own location. Ever since I dropped out of college though, my dad took every opportunity to try and persuade me to do something more serious with my life. He's always been very motivated by money, so it's hard for him to understand why I don't feel the same way. Which I can understand to some extent, but after two years of every single conversation with my dad ending in an argument over my career choice, it had heavily impacted our relationship. It's very demeaning being constantly reminded that you're wasting your life or not being responsible even though I was in my own apartment with my own car at just 18 years old. We didn't have a healthy relationship to begin with, so this added disagreement just made me even more resentful. So, one day, I finally had the opportunity to move out of state where a lot of my extended family lived, along with being promoted to assistant manager at this new location. When I told my dad this, he begged me to look for another job. He said he was embarrassed by my profession and wished he could post about my accomplishments like my siblings. He ended up offering me $2,000 if I found a job that would pay me $14 an hour or more. Generous, yes, but I'd rather have a dad who supports me or at least doesn't belittle me, you know? Anyway, I texted the manager I'd been in contact with about my transfer to ask if we could discuss my pay. I convinced her to increase the offer from $13.75 to $14.25. I told my dad that I'd gotten an offer for more than $14 and asked for the $2,000, as it was time for me to put down my deposits and first rent for my new apartment. He said he would eventually, but that technically he never clarified when he had to pay me. He had plenty of money, but was always stingy with it. I told him I'd just ask my grandma for a loan since he wasn't following through and I'd use his money to pay her back, eventually. Of course, he didn't want our family to know he was being a butt, so he sent me the money. Afterwards, he asked me about my new job, to which I said, I'm not getting a new job, I'm just getting a raise. I could hear the steam coming out of his ears over the phone. He started yelling and demanding I send back the money, but I told him, well, you're right. You never clarified when you'd have to pay up, but you also never clarified that the wage I needed had to come from a different job. I hung up and kept the money. We didn't talk for a while and still hardly talk now. It's just sad that the relationship with their dad is this bad. Why can't they support their kid regardless of what job they're doing? I mean, they pushed them to get a raise, which is great, but why would they be so upset if they are happy with the work they're doing and also doing it for what they consider to be a good paycheck? This next story is, guy sent nudes to my friend and her boyfriend, so I took a Snapchat and... So, I'd say about a year ago, I was working at a restaurant with this girl and her boyfriend. The three of us were like best of friends. Everything was cool for a bit, until this new guy started working at the restaurant and started causing trouble. Not only was he a terrible worker, I mean like we complained multiple times to the manager about his laziness and awful teamwork, he was incredibly homophobic towards me. Obviously, he didn't last very long. A short time after he got fired, I'd say it was like 3am, the girls called me. She was ticked. Apparently, someone gave the dude her Snapchat and he actually tried to get her to come over to his house and freak her? He made fun of her boyfriend, if I remember precisely, he called him a fat pig, and even sent her unsolicited nudes. Dude was obviously a few chips short of a cookie. 
I was ticked, she was ticked, her boyfriend was ready to fully commit a crime. She asked me what we should do, and an evil smile grew on my face. I told her to send me a Snapchat username and leave the rest to me. I took the username and posted it to a gay sexting Snapchat database. I went to gay adult entertainment sites and posted the snap in the comments asking for nudes. I even went to a couple of dirty Discord servers and posted it there too. I figured if he wanted to send my friend unsolicited photos, then he should get the same. I came back to work about two days later and she said, I don't know what you did, but he deleted his snap and tried to text me from a new one. I blocked him. I told her and her boyfriend what I did, and we all had a good laugh. Don't freak with my friends. Okay, in this situation, I definitely think what they did was a valid thing. I mean, if you're going to creep on people and especially send unsolicited photos, you kind of deserve the exact same thing right back to you. I just think it's weird if your friend is the one sending the actual photos of themselves. Our next story is, boss forced me to give away my hard-earned money, so I sabotaged her bonus. Every year, the company I worked for has a huge fundraising campaign. They solicit from all employees to voluntarily contribute towards charities directly from their paycheck, pre-tax. You are encouraged and very heavily pressured to donate to pre-selected charities of their choice in smaller amounts per month for the year or one lump sum. Think lots of email reminders and signage all over company walls, ploys of having your name entered for prize drawings. Didn't matter how much you contribute, although prizes were always won by company executives and leadership, the company had running totals for departments of how many people were contributing. They wanted 100% participation from all departments. It was supposed to be private and anonymous and only show numbers. I quickly learned it wasn't as anonymous or voluntary as advertised. If one or two people were holding back, they were usually approached by the administrator and pressured to participate. What's really strange is the administrator of my department at the time, who was usually very stoic and stern, became giddy about the charity campaign. It was weird and raised alarms. One year, I was struggling hard so I wasn't going to contribute. I was so broke. But here comes admin lady into the office suite. We are almost to 100% participation. Claps, giddy squee. She looks around and starts to question each person. She was eyeballing me the whole time, trying to subtly make her way to me. She gets to my desk. Have you made your contribution yet? Without thinking, should have just told her it was personal. I told her I was still considering which charity. She pulls a chair over to my desk with a sob story from one of the charities and how the money helps those in need. She asked me to pull up the charity website and literally walked me through entering my contribution. So as a good little young naive worker, I did as I was being basically forced to do and contributed a minimal $24 a year at $2 a month donation on my measly salary. I made our department reach 100% participation. Who cares, right? The next year, I purposely waited till the last second to make my contribution to see if I got the same one-on-one -on -one chat with admin lady. Sure enough, here she comes with the same sob story she had memorized and would baby talk me through making my contribution while she watched. I soon became her target to get rid of. She was out for my job, so she separated me from people I got along well with, including my direct boss, and made me report directly to her. I knew I had to get out of there quickly or I'd lose my job. I applied for positions and wound up transferring to another department within a few weeks. 
It ended up being an amazing move, and one of my favorite positions to date. In this new department, they organized and ran multiple companies, city, and countywide events. One of the biggest being the charity campaign for the whole company. I brought up to my new co-workers how incredibly weird my previous admin lady was at that time of year. They said of course she wanted 100% participation. Admins get a bonus when their departments are 100% participation. You can bet your sweet rear ends I started telling everyone in my previous department about that little tidbit. The next year, the department had one of the lowest participation efforts. Being that I was in a better place in life and actually liked my new department and leadership, I began willingly contributing because the new admin would take that bonus and buy everyone lunch or some form of thanks. I guess in the end, it is going to a good place, and most people can tend to afford $2 a month, but when you realize that all this pestering was going on solely because it gets the boss more money, I think I would feel especially annoyed by the whole charade. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.